0: Good evening, I'm Zach Callens with your KSOM Sports Update. With such a young Atlanta girls basketball team this season, the Trojans have continued to see tremendous improvement in ball movement, court vision, and court situations. Head coach Dan Vargason has seen his girls take a big step up, which is just right in time for regionals.
1: Yeah, they've improved tremendously, Um, and I think the biggest thing is with just playing together, Mm -hmm. limiting turnovers, understanding what we're supposed to be doing, things like that. As the season's gone on, you can start to see the vision of players. They're starting to see the floor. They're starting to know where teammates are supposed to be Um, and things like that. I think early on, that was our biggest disconnect and why we had so many turnovers was people were still learning where they were supposed to be and where their teammates were supposed to be, and then when the defense made an adjustment, now what? and now we're starting to understand, okay, if this is what happens, this is how we react, and and we're getting to that point where the coaches don't have to say it from the sideline. They're able to see it themselves.
0: The Trojans are led this season by Peyton Harder, who averages 16.4 points and 11.4 rebounds per game this season. Although Peyton has been a key player in scoring this season, it cannot always just be what Coach Vargasen calls, quote-unquote, the Peyton show. We have seen that as of late, as Zoe Kirchhoff, who averages 6.3 points per game, Maddie Richter with the same 6.3, McKenna Schroeder at 5.2, and Katrina Williams with three points, have all continued to push the tempo and make key contributions both offensively and defensively yeah absolutely and and that's one of the more
1: important pieces that we've uh, needed is we we knew we had paint in the paint and we knew that Katrina could go in and get some things done as well but Katrina's done a great job but uh, on the perimeter uh, we needed to stretch things out to be able to get Peyton some space, and and not only that, but just to be able to score. We, we don't want to be a one-dimensional team. We talked early on, we didn't want it to be the Peyton show. She has to get touches, but when it goes into her and comes back out, we needed Zoe and Maddie, McKenna, uh, all those girls to score from the perimeter consistently.
0: Speaking of Maddie Richter, the senior has knocked down 20 of 93 pointers this season and has been shooting 36.9% effectively from the field this year. Her game continues to improve has become a crucial part of the Trojan offense.
1: Yeah, Maddie is somebody who she definitely is really good at stretching the floor for us. She's shooting over 30%, almost made 33s on the season. Uh, so she's somebody that's tough to defend. Plus, this year, she's gotten much better at dribbling and, and getting to the basket, not just the dribbling, but actually getting somewhere and, and, and finishing moves. So that's been good for her to be able to expand her game.
0: Looking into their opponent Southeast Valley, who finished 11-8 this season, they're led in scoring by Kenneth Scott and Breck Mills. Scott has averaged 18 points, 3.6 assists, and 4.1 steals per game this season, while shooting 46% from the field. Mills is averaging 14.9 points and 8.4 rebounds per game, as the two most effective players on the floor for the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, like you said, those are their two main players, Kenneth Scott and Breck Mills. Uh, They shoot the majority of their shots. I think between the two of them, they've taken almost 600 of their 800 shots on the season. So. You know, they're going to put up their shots. Uh, they're both over 40% from the field, 28%, and 24%. And, and, Breck Mills is a tall player. She's 6'1", and, and she prefers to play out on the perimeter so she can shoot over people. And so that's a big advantage for, for them as well. And she's a good rebounder and, and, just good all-around player. Uh, and they get to the basket very effectively and they'll play in transition. So we've got to make sure we take that away and try to limit them, uh, you know, and, and force other players, uh, the, uh their next leading score is 4.6 per mm-hmm. game. So the girl makes two to three shots. Those are the types of players that we got to have beat us. We can't let Scott and Mills go off and and take control of the game.
0: The Trojans head out to Southeast Valley High School today for the Class 3A Region 7 competition for an opening tip-off at 7 p.m. KS 95.7 will be live with the broadcast as myself, Zach Collins, has a call with a pregame show at 6.40 p.m. And speaking of Atlantic, 16 ranked wrestlers will compete in the Class 2A District 1 wrestling tournament at Atlantic on Saturday. Tom Robinson has more.
2: Atlantic is the host side for Class 2A District Wrestling and Tournament on Saturday. The first match starts at 10 a.m. Atlantic and Creston, Greene County, Knoxville, Prairie City, Monroe, Perry, Seidel, and Van Meter will compete for the top two spots on the podium and a trip to the state wrestling and tournament on February 14th to the 17th. Atlantic head coach Tim Duff says this is a solid field of teams and it will take his squad's best effort to earn a spot at the state tournaments.
3: I tell the boys, um, you know, uh, a similar story every year. You know, there's not a, a better. Um, bigger event in the state of Iowa than the Iowa high school state wrestling tournament. And there's not a more prestigious uh, high school state wrestling tournament in the nation. And, um, you know, to qualify to get there, uh, says a lot about, um, you know, A, not only, uh, what kind of wrestler you are, but B, you know, how mentally tough you are a- at this point in the season. Um, it's really not about wrestling. It's about who wants it. Um, who believes in themselves and who's mentally willing to go out there and lay it all on the line and, and uh, find a way to, to fight and, and win those tough, hard-fought matches. Coach
2: Duff says Creston is the only familiar opponent out of the eight-team field. As you
3: mentioned, the teams there, the only team we've really seen is Creston. Mm. You know, Creston, we've seen them a number of times, obviously, Hawkeye 10 opponent and, and uh, you know, just southwest Iowa. They uh, at, at a number of the similar tournaments that we go to and, And so we're going to see some different competition there. When you see Knoxville, Perry, Saydell, Prairie City, Green County, Van Meter. Um, You know, we had the opportunity to see Van Meter early in the season up at Humboldt. um, And we saw Green County at our tournament. So I'm going to be some different opponents. We're um, hopeful that uh, we can come out and wrestle above our seeds. Because, you know, it's going to be a a solid tournament. And you're going to have to really earn your trip to the state tournament today.
2: Top 16 include 106 Tate Jordan of Atlantic ranked seventh, Quinn Ariano from Van Meter ninth. Christian Ahrens of Creston, ranked 2nd at 120. Aiden Smith of Atlantic, ranked 2nd at 126. Colton Keller of Knoxville, ranked 12th at 132. Austin Evans of Creston, ranked 5th at 144. Tucker Wheeler of Prairie City Monroe, ranked 6th. At 150, Hewitt Bringar of Prairie City Monroe, ranked 11th. 157, Gavin Shearman of Green County, 4th. 165, Brent Denhart of Green County, 4th. Brent Bollinger of Creston, 10th. 175, Daniel Gorshik from Knoxville, 4th. 190, Kane, Kilmer, Perry, 4th. At 215, Keegan Schneider, Perry, ranked 10th. At 285, Max Chapman of Preston 5th. Evan Sorensen, Atlantic, 6th. Tune in to 95.7 FM for complete coverage. The first update starts at 10.05 a.m. I'm Tom Robinson reporting.
0: Thank you, Tom, and let's continue our wrestling coverage as we head on over to Cam. The Cam Cougars got in some wrestling action on Tuesday at the Rolling Valley Conference Quad and fell in all three matches due to a depleted squad of just seven wrestlers. Regardless of the team not being able to take a win, the Cougars saw success from Owen Hoover, Tristan Becker, and Gunnar Neymane on the mats.
4: Well, with a incomplete team of only uh, seven wrestlers, it's kind of hard to uh, win against teams that have a full roster team-wise, but individuals is mostly what I look at. And Yes, we, we had some pretty good matches, some of them, you know, Could have done better and and, uh, had a better outcome, but I think overall we did good as a team.
0: In the last few days, the Cougars have been getting in multiple repetitions to prepare for wrestling action in districts. These minor tweaks are huge going into one of the biggest challenges of the season.
4: We've been just pretty much uh, doing some live wrestling. Most of the things that, major things that need to get fixed are, we just don't have the time to fix those. So we, you know, just the minor detail tweaks and really just getting that conditioning of uh, live wrestling in for the district tournament.
0: Two wrestlers have a chance to make it to Des Moines for the state tournament. Senior Owen Hoover's 25-7 and 7 at 175 has been ranked as the number one C going into the district matchups and just needs to continue to do what he has done since December. The other is Case and Calhoun, who's 18 and 10 at 120, and has some tough competition at number one and number two, but has a chance to pull off an upset.
4: Well, Owen is seated first, and he needs to keep doing what he's been doing since Christmas, and uh, he'll make it to state. Calhoun, he's uh, he's got a tough one seed and two seed. I think he can make an upset somewhere there and uh, make his way to state.
0: There will be many familiar teams in the Class One A District Number Nine wrestling matchup. Cam will be alongside ACGC, HSEW, Coon Rapids-Baird, Griswold, Lennox, Mount Air, and Riverside. This helps the Cougars to where they're going up against some familiar foes and can prepare for the matchups that lie ahead.
4: Well, it helps us see what those teams are teaching, move-wise, and we can capitalize on working on some counters and hopefully not getting in. Any- caught into situations that you know we saw when we went against
0: them cam travels to oakland at riverside high school for the district matchup for a chance to go to the state tournament the meet will start at 10 a.m it'll be broadcast on 96.5 KSM with an audio stream on western iowa today tv with austin west providing updates all day long And in collegiate news, Iowa State's team in Lipsy has been named to the 2024 Naismith Defensive Player of the Year watch list as one of 15 players on the list. He joins three other Big 12 players on the list for the award. The underclassman has averaged 13.5 points, 5.6 assists, and 5.2 rebounds per game this season. Defensively, he is averaging 3.1 steals per game, which ranks second in the nation and has a steal in 34 straight games, the longest streak in the nation. Iowa State and Lipsy will return to action tomorrow when they battle TCU at home for a 1 p.m. tip-off. The Cyclones are currently 13-0 this season in games at Hilton Coliseum, so look to hold on to that winning streak. For news, sports, and more, check out our website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Zach Collins with this sports update.